Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys gonna learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood, gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Common Sense Conservatism delivered by a mom. It really is that basic. It is a simple formula. I tell the truth. I do the work. I tell you what I know. I tell you where to double check me so that you can decide what is right for your family. You know, for all of the many reasons why COVID was awful, all of it. It's a dirty word in my mind. It sure awakened a lot of us, didn't it? It was a very pointed, overt demonstration of people who question, people who think independently, people who don't necessarily fall for stuff or are inherently questioning who believe that we all have the right as Americans, as espoused in the First Amendment and beyond that, just in our freaking common sense, for heaven's sakes, to question everything. Especially from a government that continues to prove to us every single day that we don't matter. Just ask the families of those three fallen. Sergeant William Rivers, Specialist Kennedy Sanders and Specialist Breonna Moffat, ask their families how important they feel. COVID did something else, though. It showed us in a quick enough time span the degree to which desperate people, a la Jesse Smollett, E. Jean Carroll, but in science and in media and in government and in technology and all of it, how quick they are to flush morality down the toilet for some perceived gain. And how fragile and weak so many people are. And I remember this because I was traveling to California to take my son to college. Our second son, Jack, was transferring from Boston College to Loyola Marymount University. The lockdowns in Boston were beyond. It was a hostile environment. 
Jack's roommate had gotten bounced the first week of school, freshman year, because he had been found in a room with seven other kids and they had strict rules about how many kids could congregate. Kid got sent back home to California. Jack had the whole room to himself and he was miserable. It was so bad. Without my knowledge, he put in an application to Loyola Marymount University's film school, which is one of the best film schools around. It's not easy to get into. It's stupid hard to get into. I had no idea. And then he called me and said, I got to get out of here. I can't be here anymore. He came home, worked for a half of a year, and then found out he got into this program at LMU. And so I was going out there to move him into his room. I am not vaccinated. If you are and it made you feel better, good for you. I think that's fine. I never told people what I thought they should do. I didn't think anybody had that right to hold that above our heads. But I saw something sad in my own family dynamic. I was the only one who had paused and waited and had gotten sick with COVID and felt terrible. It was awful. And I came to work every day and I pretended through the show and wanted to die. I remember how much it sucked. But I knew on the flip side of that, were antibodies and that I should be good. I wasn't vaccinated. Flew Jack out to California. My family all excited. We're getting him for a couple years. It's exciting to have Wendy side of the family here. Until it came time to figure out that Saturday night before I left the next morning where we were all going to have dinner. Because every damn place required proof of vaccination. How stupid was that? How stupid. And there was some guilt tripping going on. Well, we could go to such and such, but Wendy's not vaccinated. So I said, y'all can go out. I'll pick up a pizza. Hell, I can fast. My backside cannot eat for a day and do just fine. And it was ugly. Good people, hardworking people, honest people fell for it all, hook, line, and sinker. You have your own story. I know you do. I wanted to read you this. It's in the Epic Times, it's a great article. Majority of Americans believe COVID shots cause unexplained deaths. Well, it's taken almost three years, ladies and gentlemen, but apparently now, because the evidence is so pervasive, you have to have your head up your rump to not see it. We're apparently allowed to talk about it now. How does all of that make you feel? All the times Tony Fauci lied. All the time, all the times Deborah Burks with her stupid scarf stood up there at the podium, 
interrupting my afternoon drive radio show at the time, and I was ticked. Brock and I would sit there and I would roll my eyes. Dang it, I just lost another hour of opportunity to talk to people. Because I was pretty sure what I was going to say was going to be more important than what these clowns were lying about. Alas, we were correct. About a quarter of American adults say they, quote, personally know someone who they believe was killed by COVID-19 vaccine-related side effects. One in four. One in four. Now, it's not an easy thing, I suppose, for some people who've hook, line, and sinker believed something, who listened to Rachel Maddow tell them, it stops with you because she didn't have enough critical thinking skills to do her own investigating. Because if she had, she would have realized that there was nothing surprise about this epidemic whatsoever. The virus was manufactured with our money. Elements of it had been patented years ago. They were just working with the Communist Party to make it more infectious because, you know, that's what a loving government does to the people it cares for. Tries to get them sick so that it can give them the quote-unquote antidote, which is really not. That we're even reading in mainstream news outlets, this headline is something to celebrate until you realize how much of our free speech they took away from us. A poll carried out this month found that a majority of Americans believe that COVID-19 vaccines have led to many unexplained deaths. And about a quarter of adults reporting that they believe they know someone who could be among the deaths. Rasmussen reports in a survey released in mid-January found that 53% of U.S. adults think it's likely that vaccine side effects have caused, quote, a significant number of unexplained deaths see when i came to you with this story the actuarial data the excess deaths from indianapolis and i said to you why is it that the number of 18 to 65 year olds who are dying is up 40 percent i was called a vaccine denier a rumor mongerer a threat or I was just someone exercising my God-given gift to ask questions. At the same time, 36% said they don't believe that a significant number of deaths can be attributed to the shots. All right. Another 24% of American adults say they personally know someone who they believe was killed. Not that died after, but who was killed by COVID-19 vaccine-related side effects. Do you guys see the headline? Some 14-year-old boy playing basketball collapsed, collapsed on the court and died. That's not normal. None of this is normal. They want you to believe it's normal. And then they want to browbeat you into silence by shaming you and restricting you and muzzling you the same way they tried to muzzle Donald Trump in his case against E. Jean Carroll. Resist. And awaken. You're listening to the Wendy Bell Radio Network. More after this.
You know, we weren't allowed to talk about this. You weren't allowed to ask questions. Television news directors had edicts about the coverage. This is the way the coverage goes. We're not going to be asking questions. What? That's our jobs. No, actually, it's not. Shut up and read the teleprompter. I was told that once, and that was the end for me. If we're not allowed to ask questions, if we're not allowed to be curious, how the hell else are we expecting? How do our kids become anything other than clone troopers, than drones created by teachers of suck? And not all of them are, but the ones who see them as empty canvases that they can craft in their own likeness, it's gross. How about, how about history? How about math? How about reading? How about that? Poll carried out this month found a majority of Americans believe COVID-19 vaccines have led to many unexplained deaths, with about a quarter of adults reporting that they believe they know someone who may be among the deaths. Rasmussen survey, 53% say they believe the vaccine side effects have caused a significant number of unexplained deaths, which is up about four percentage points from a year ago. 30% who were surveyed believe it is very likely. At the same time, 36% say they don't believe it, yada, yada, yada. Rasmussen found that 54% think that they think, said they think, there are good reasons to be concerned about these vaccine safety issues. 33% believe individuals who worry about the shots are spreading conspiracy theories. 13% said they don't know. How do you not know? Hasn't the ship already sailed? The all aboard the uh, U.S. or the SS clueless. That was a long time ago. The difference in opinion between those political affiliations was dramatic. The pollster found that 69% of GOP voters believe there are legitimate reasons to be concerned about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines, while 47% of Democrats and 54% of unaffiliated voters said they believe the same. What is it with that? What is it with that stark difference? You've got obvious things to question. Have you completely forgotten how to think for yourself? Have you been on autopilot, sitting back on cruise control for so long that you only do what MSNBC or CNN tell you to? That you only open up the New York Times website or USA Today? That you couldn't even possibly manage a conversation with someone whose political views don't align with yours because you're not knowledgeable enough to handle a give and a go? Their lack of education is at the crux of all of this. This blind belief in somebody wearing a white coat as though he or she could never possibly give you mad bad medical care. That a judge, the black robe, which signifies something significant, something just, but doesn't anymore. They could never be biased in a case or a teacher would never want to prey on a child. Someone who put their hand on the Bible and vowed to uphold the Constitution as a lawmaker, they would never be part of perhaps the greatest setup 
and farce in at least my lifetime, a.k.a. January 6th. But there's a big, big divide here, friends. Democrats just keep fighting the same losing battles. Get vaccinated, do it forever. Oh. Sort of feels like the abortion conversation. If a bunch of Democrats want to go and abort their babies, have at it. I'm not fighting your fight. I'm not getting into war with you over what you decide to do to your body. But when it comes to mine, back the hell off. Period. The poll also revealed 56% of black people, 59% of other minority groups, and 50% of white people think that it's at least somewhat likely that side effects of COVID-19 vaccines have caused a significant number of unexplained deaths. Look, there are some people whose heads will always be buried in the sand. There is no way they have the ability to look at you or anybody else, including their own reflection, and to see and to say what needs to be said. I got freaking conned. And I can either continue with this or I can stop it now. I was supposed to read to you in this segment that the NSA has been sending our money, spending our money to buy information about all of the sites that we visit online. Did you know that your government was spying on you like that? Yeah. It's kind of so rote now, so ho-hum, so expected. The government is doing whatever it can to keep an eye on you and to control you. That's what the global strategy is after all. So we're going to dig into this ridiculousness of these pipe bombs. This January 6th pipe bomb. Because we're not, we're not going to let go. This is another one of those narratives that was so predictably and demonstrably stupid. Including the pipe bombs. Kyle Serafin. Former FBI agent who was pretty much blackballed for, I don't know, telling the truth. With the info drop. I'll read it to you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, before I bounce ahead and we start digging a little bit more into this whole pipe bomb nonsense from January 6th, yet another yet another time suck, another waste of our efforts. It's just so stupid. All of it is so dumb. It is perpetrated and executed by people who think that they will always continue to get away with being lousy human beings. In the live video chat, we've been having a conversation during the commercial breaks. And somebody on the chat said, you know what would be epic is if President Trump went to Dover Air Force Base and was there with the families as the bodies of their dead daughters and son come home. And I don't disagree. I don't think it would be a photo op either. It would be real. It would be authentic. It would be heartfelt. And it would be obvious. I would wish he would do it without pomp and circumstance because it's not a photo op. It's just the right thing to do. 
We'll see what happens, and we'll keep you posted on that. Got this story on the Daily Wire. FBI tied January 6 pipe bomber to the Metro card of an ex-government official. But the FBI blocked the interview of him, former agent says. So wait a minute. This is, this is three years ago, right? Three years ago. We've made no progress in three years with state-of-the-art technology. Some of the smartest people there are out there, right? And if Scooby and Shaggy could figure out that it was BS, that the whole thing was a stupid setup, a waste of time, at what point is our American media going to start telling the truth about that? Well, don't hold your breath. You've heard the name Kyle Serafin. He has been a whistleblower in the past. He's testified before Congress. Too many things that didn't add up in his world. And did they throw the book at him? Get in line or have your life be made miserable. For those of us for which converting to the dark side is not an option. Life ruination, I guess, is the only option. Bring it. A former FBI agent says that the Bureau quickly believed that it tied the person who planted pipe bombs at the Democrat National Committee and the Republican National Committee to a particular Metro fare card and license plate. This is the first I've heard about it. But they didn't allow him to interview the person of interest and pull his team off the lead. Sounds to me that there's a little miscommunication going on. Not everybody within the FBI is in on the scam. So those who are not informed, who are actually doing their jobs, who open up a reasonable avenue of investigation and find something noteworthy, find out that all of a sudden the, the funds for that, the okay to pursue that dries up. You're not allowed to go there. Huh. It almost sounds like I'm no insider here, right? I'm no federal agent, Right. I'm not John Guandolo. I don't have national security clearance. I can just look at this. It almost feels like they were in on it. What? Is that possible? I don't know. Crazy. The allegation raises more questions about the pipe bombs, which were by far the most violent aspect of the January 6th protests, save for the Capitol Police officer who beat to death Roseanne Boylan with a metal pole. But... We don't want to get lost in the weeds with that storyline that the media don't like to cover. Kyle Serafin, who led FBI surveillance teams, told the Daily Wire that shortly after January 6th, a counterintelligence team met him at a firehouse in Falls Church, Virginia, to brief him on his next surveillance target. They had used security footage to follow the person into the metro station after he planted the bombs. And he identified the fare card that was used. Now, this is the kind of action you would expect from your from your folks, right? This should not be a three years long head scratcher. Seraphin and his team were assigned to stake out the person's row house for days. Huh. The fare card, apparently, that allowed them to determine that the person got off at a metro stop in northern Virginia, where surveillance video showed the person entering a car. Both the car and the fare card were in the name of the same person. I'm going to go with 
That's a connection. A retired Air Force Chief Master Sergeant who was now working as a contractor with a security clearance, they said. Wait, what? Wait, what? Within days of January 6th and the whole pipe bomb nonsense, they tracked down the guy who they find out is a, is an ex-government official who's now working as a government contractor with security clearance? And Kyle Serafin and the FBI are told to withdraw? They're, they're in that pull back? You're not going to talk to him. You're not allowed to talk. No, I don't think he's sort of like, what's his face? I forget his name. What's the guy that they wearing the red hat outside January 6th, telling everybody to go in. Ray Epps. Thank you very much. So they find this guy. Hey, we've been able to kind of triangulate some stuff, right? We're thinking that this is a guy in the video because here's the video of him on the Metro and here's him getting off at this stop and here's more video of him getting in his car. We were able to zoom in, you know, like they do on all like Jason Bourne, right? Zoom in. Okay, there we go. This is the guy. Well, that's fantastic. You're off the case. Wait, what? Seraphin and his team were assigned to stake out the person's row home for days, but the FBI blocked his request to interview the dude. Then they were called off the target completely and told to pour through low priority leads about minor January 6 participants, he said. Look, we don't want you to actually solve the Scooby and Shaggy puzzle here, which is obviously stupid. We need you to go over here. We need to make some people's lives miserable. You know how we have with Donald Trump for years. Just imagine that they're all Donald Trump. Go after these people, okay? All right, and break. That's your FBI. Fantastic. Fantastic. Seraphin said the bomber wasn't necessarily the same person of interest to whom the car and card were issued to, but that it was a highly specific lead that if he was able to pursue, had a good chance of leading investigators to the suspect. They found people based on their earlobes. Earlobes that were hanging out by a flagpole, Kyle Serafin said of the FBI's persistence in pursuing more minor January 6 wrongdoings. So rather than figure out who this dude was, who they dragged to this row home from using the metro and yada, 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 right? Instead of diving into that, we're going to look at this video and we're going to see based on people's physical characteristics, including their earlobes, can we get that person and nail them with some BS charge that's going to get them mired in thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of litigation and ultimately have them thrown away because we don't care about them? Huh. He said the case was being run by counterintelligence, which are not man hunters used to apprehend people and build prosecutable cases. He said that team called in his surveillance team only to go ahead and quickly cut it off. Golly, so weird. He said it could it was not surprising that the FBI would have traced the bomber. And in fact, it would have been more surprising if it hadn't. They can do telephonic capture and triangulate your phone in real time. The Bureau is far too competent to fail this, Serafin said. When they had the World Trade Center bombing in 93, they went under four stories of rubble and were able to find a partial VIN number that they used to track down to the people responsible for blowing up the World Trade Center. And you're telling me that you had a pristine, non-detonated bomb and couldn't find anything on it, right? 
The FBI has released only a couple of grainy pictures of the bomber, despite massive security cameras coverage on Capitol Hill. Though the bomber was seen taking a phone, talking on a phone rather, it is said that it has not been able to identify the guy with the cell phone records because a database was corrupted. You know, it's like all of that data that showed the military that was forced because of Biden and all the other people who suck to take a vaccine that they knew was dangerous and deadly, right? Had all these wild side effects and all of the numbers went sky high. Ovarian cancer, 2000% increased. That's weird. Guillain-Barre, Bell's palsy, testicular cancer. What? All of these wild increases after the mandate for the military to get the vaccine. And then when that goes public, what does the military do? Oh, no. You know, that's on us. My bad. I'm so sorry. Like, I was super sloppy. I added an extra decimal point over here. It was a coding error. It was a total glitch. That's really not the data. Really? All of the information that they have with the FBI. Oh, yeah, that's not really what happened. Sort of like all those transcribed interviews, the video interviews, too, of all the January 6 defendants. Those just kind of went poof. Oh, I know. We had no, I have no idea where that went. So weird. To quote North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, wake up. Wake up and see exactly what you see. Don't be afraid of what you see. Your eyes do not deceive you. Your ears might, if you believe these people who are desperate to get away with it. But don't stop trusting your eyes. Because all of this has been one ridiculous clown show. And the people who have paid the price are the January 6th defendants who have been thrown away forever. U.S. service members who happen to be around attacks on our people who lost their lives. And all the while, you're never supposed to ask the most important question of all. Did Joe Biden really, 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 really win that election? Or does everything in your being tell you that you know the truth? Got to talk about Jamal Bowman. I know. I know. The alarm yanker. <laughs> Doesn't that sound so gross? Are you the alarm yanker? <laughs> Would you sign my brochure here? He's in the news again. I'm going to tell you why he is in the news. Because this pushback is, what do they call it? A biatch. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, every movement, every group has people who suck in it, right? Jamal Bowman might be one of those people. Well, I'm pretty sure we can say that. When it comes to Democrats, progressives... Lunatics on the left, and they have lunatic policies. And so I feel very confident saying that. Everything they are for, I am against. This operation of impunity, 
where they have this invisible force field of Nancy Pelosi's protection around them. It's what it is. It really makes me angry. Really makes me angry. He pulls a fire alarm. He stops a congressional floor vote. He lies about it until the video shows, well, you probably didn't want to do that there. And then lie about it. And then he says, well, I was just so busy. I was just running around. I was crazy. I was running late for the vote. It's your job. What are you working a side hustle at Subway or something like that? You lost track of time. Oh, snap. It's almost noon. Time to jet to my real job. What are you doing? Well, Jamal Bowman might have some Operation Chaos coming his way. You guys remember that? Rush Limbaugh's Operation Chaos? Uh Uh-huh. Here's your Washington Examiner headline. Bowman's re-election effort could be upended as GOP and independent voters urge to register as Democrats. Wait, what? You want to do a little trickeration, a little dirty politics, a little registration stuff? Well, let's see. Representative Jamal Bowman. His bid for re-election could be in jeopardy as Republican and independent voters are being pushed, I would say rather encouraged, to register as Democrats. Bowman has come under heavy fire from his Jewish constituents over his position on the Israel-Hamas war, frequently criticizing Israel's actions in the conflict. Do you think Jamal Bowman knows one thing about what the hell is going on there? No. In response to the liberal stances, liberals stance on the conflict, several Jewish supporting groups are throwing their votes behind George Latimer, who has campaigned as a staunch supporter of Israel. In an effort to bolster support for Latimer, a group known as Westchester Unites has launched a campaign to instruct voters how to change their party affiliation as only registered Democrats can vote in the Democratic primary in New York. Its homepage features detailed interactive instructions on how to change party affiliation. Quote, anti-Semitism is on the ballot, and we need a member of Congress who will stand up for our Jewish community, the group said in a mailer. Send a message that our community stands together, a message reads on its website. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what this means? It means that even in heavily Democrat New York, there is an awareness. There is a movement. There is a website. There is a plan. There is a strategy to carve this dude out of Congress. That is so beyond exciting to me. Because it happens at the local level. While neither message endorses Latimer nor can... Oh, it says send a message that our community stands together. Neither message endorses Latimer nor condemns Bowman, but the specific reference is to, quote, anti-Semitism and push for independents and Republicans to register as Democrats point to Westchester Unites wanting the incumbent to be defeated. Well, that's some crackerjack reporting there by the Washington Examiner. Good job. Voters have until February 14th to change their enrollment. You can always change it back. 
The group added near the bottom of the page. The group has spent six figures on the mobilization effort, according to the New York Post, including setting up an office in New Rochelle, which is a city just south of the Bronx. Westchester Unites is the website. If you happen to be in a district in the district where Jamal Bowman is running for re-election, you are now made fully aware of strategizing, strategizing, a little trickeration, if you will, playing the game that it seems the Democrats have played and owned for far too long. Why can't we as well? Look, whether it's a, a guy who's a senator in Nebraska who used to be the state's governor who wants to continue being a, a senator who apparently votes as a rhino Republican and a grassroots movement to get rid of him, whether it's Ronna McDaniel in a North Carolina GOP district saying, you know what? We have a vote of no confidence with this woman. She is nothing but a cancer for our party. Get someone else. Or it's the state of Montana saying to Senator James Langford, you know, we don't really like how you think anymore. We think it's time for you to probably find a new line of work. These all represent winning. Baby steps, my friends. They ruined this country in a flash. Getting it back is going to be hard work, but I'm in for the struggle. If you are too. I hope you come back tomorrow. Same time, same place. We'll see you then, ladies and gentlemen. God bless America. Peace.